Bearcat Blitz, we're back at you on a Monday here, wherever you're getting your podcast. I'm your host, Russ Heltman, All Bearcats reporter. Of course, check out allbearcats.com for all of the UC football and basketball coverage. And check out this podcast wherever you're getting your podcast, whether that's on Apple, Spotify, Google, all the greatest platforms, all the top platforms. You can catch us there. Subscribe, rate, and review. We greatly appreciate that. Help us build the show that way. And you can do the same on YouTube, Talking Cats with Russ Heltman. We are on YouTube there as well in video and audio format. And check out myself and, of course, my co-host, Dominic Goodman. He, uh, You can check out the new uh, new little background tapestry he's got behind him. With uh, Yeah, he's giving his, putting his head down. You can see Dominic Goodman in action from his playing days back at UC. Some, uh, some better playing days than the Bearcats are showing off right now in the 2023 season. I'll welcome Don in, Dom in, in just a second as we... I, I don't even know if there's pieces to pick up anymore. It's just smoldering bits and ends. It's just it's just pieces of firewood absolutely burnt to a piece of carbon. 45-13 beatdown at the hands of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. The worst loss of the year amidst the worst losing streak this century for the Cincinnati Bearcats football team. And we are brought to you by Bet Online, the last of the major pro sports leagues. Kick off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all the NBA action this season with MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport any time head to bet online today to get in on the action don't forget to use promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts and the bearcats are thankful that the sports equinox is happening today that every other sport is in full swing dominic so they can take away from the stench that's emanating off this program right now I, I don't know. I, I can't sugarcoat things anymore. 45-13 beat down at the hands of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Everything that we said they needed to handle and control didn't really happen. Emory Jones gets benched for the second time this season. He did not meet the moment in a game where you and I, Dom, said he had to be a difference maker in this one. Offensively, they got run out in terms of running back options. Injury to Miles Montgomery late in the first half. I don't know what they were doing running Miles Montgomery on that play in that scenario with that little time left in the passing offense that you have shown all season long. Didn't make any sense. And of course, karma smacks him in the face and Miles Montgomery gets hurt there. Corey Kiner gets hurt later in the game. Dom, they were down to their fifth string running back because Ethan Wright was not available and Ryan Montgomery did not make the trip, I believe. Sean Thomas gets run out of the backfield. And I mean, I could go five, six more minutes breaking down the brutal things that happened. That was just on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, Ollie freaking Gordon the second. He's the best football player I've seen touch grass in a UC game this season. Two games back to back of 270 yards plus rushing. He goes for 25, 271, two touchdowns, a 75 yard untouched to the house score. Average 10.8 yards per carry on a night where Oklahoma State ran 37 times for 315 yards and four touchdowns. 315 yards rushing and four touchdowns. Dom, it was the worst loss for this program since a 42 nothing defeat in 2019. The most points given up by this program since a 51-23 plastering at the hands of UCF, their next opponent on Saturday in 2017. And it's now the most consecutive losses for this program since the Rick Mentor era 
1998 season when the team, I believe, lost nine games in a row. It was a very dark night in Stillwater for the UC football program. I mean, yeah, I, I, it, it, it hurt to watch. In the first half, it was like, all right, you see glimpses, you see hopes. I mean, let's not let's not take it away from the first half. UC defense held them 66 Same old yards. story. They doubled their yards in the first quarter, Dom. 141 total yards to 72. And then the, the, the train the train got off the tracks a little bit. But, but what I, what, what I, something I did observe, like I had to really just deep dive like far as just thinking like as a coach and as a play caller, far as with Emory Jones, I feel like they do not trust him far as in the pass game. Hmm. So when you usually don't trust someone in the pass game, like a quarterback, I can't trust you to, to – I can't have a concept and a man-beater – I can't have that for you because that's something you can't digress looking at the defense. Okay, I can't have a concept because I'm over here like, I don't know if you can dissect the coverage. You see you see where the pattern's going in? So I think he's a guy that you have to manage in the pass game, like tell him where to throw it. It's got to be quick throws. Um, so that's what you see in this game was a lot of quick throws and play action. And it was the same play action, just out of different formations. So it, it was at the same time, it's like, that's hard to hard to do as a, a play caller, like manage a person like that. So I think it's just a situation where they know what's going on and they tried it and and, and it just showed in the game. And plus it doesn't help with drops and yeah. uh, guys miss assignments. Like it, that doesn't help. So it was a game where I, I – usually you see one half of the ball do well and the other do well, or something's doing well. This was a game where it was just, it was just ugly, man. It was just ugly. I mean, but at the same time, we can't take nothing from Oklahoma State. That's a great team. That's a chance back going battle for the Big Twelve championship. So uh, yeah. with Oklahoma losing and Kansas playing ball, and then they're gonna see the Oklahoma here what this week, right? Yeah, Bedlam is this week, I believe. So Oklahoma State rolling four straight wins. I mean, they come out of nowhere from a month ago, having really no hope of winning the Big 12 to now, almost I mean, kind of controlling their fate, so to speak, with the way that that Alan Bowman has has filled in the gaps at quarterback and the way that obviously Ollie Gordon the second has exploded onto the scene. I mean, something about Oklahoma State and running backs, man, they just produce them one after another. I know Chuba Hubbard was there a few years ago. He's in the NFL now. Barry Sanders, obviously, I believe he's still the all-time leading rusher in NCAA history. And Ollie Gordon II doing things now that haven't been done in Stillwater since Barry Sanders graced that grass. I'm Russ Eltman. He's Dominic Goodman right here on Bearcat Blitz. And speaking about Emory Jones, let's, let's shift focus to the quarterback position, which I think is the biggest takeaway from this game. To me, Dom, it's over. It's done. Emory Jones cannot play Another snap at quarterback this season, unless it's due to injury to Brady Lichtenberg or Brady Drogosh. When you think about this defensive matchup that they had, Dominic, I laid it out. We laid it out definitively on the Thursday show. The fact that this is a terrible pass defense. When you think about them ranking back half of the NCAA, bottom 33, bottom 43 teams in the 90s plus in yards per attempt allowed, in yards per game allowed, in quarterback passer rating allowed. Like this was an opportunity for Emory Jones in a stadium that he has played in nay a year ago with Arizona State to come in here as a six-year senior and prove why he should still control the job for the final third of the season. That did not happen. He went, let's see here, 10 of 16 
10, 6 of 16. I didn't even hit double-digit completion. 6 of 16 for 117 yards and interception. I think there was, I mean, just just carelessness with the football, a, a putrid 86.4 college passer rating. It was downright bad. And it's bad enough now, Dom, that it's malpractice in my eyes if Emory Jones starts another game for this team. It is accomplishing nothing. And as you mentioned, it's honestly actively hurting the rest of the offense because, yes, there are receiver issues. And I would say the receivers are holding a, a significant amount of blame in Emory Jones's play just with the fact that they are not getting open consistently. They're not creating separation. The only guy that's really done that consistently in any spurts across multiple quarters all season long has been Xavier Henderson, who had a drop himself, a bad drop on Saturday night that didn't help the offense. I understand that. I get it. And I know the offensive line isn't great. But, Dom, they only allowed six pressures on Saturday night. They didn't give up a sack. The offensive line played well. They ran for 277 yards as a team on 50 carries. The offensive line does not hold the blame here in my eyes. And it seems as though Emory Jones is playing a little gun-shy back there. Like, I agree with you a 1,000% when you think about he is not getting to his backside reads consistently at all in this offense. And I don't know how you can expect this team with how limited the formations are passing wise, with how limited the receivers are passing wise, if you don't have a quarterback that can go through his regressions quickly, accurately, and soundly in rhythm, like Brady Lichtenberg did at points on Saturday night, I don't know how this offense continues continues to go forward. When you know that despite the Emory Jones play level, whether it's up here in the 70s of a passing grade or down in the mid-50s for a passing grade, you know what that running game is going to be. It's time to give the keys over to a guy that may not be as mobile, but is going to be a better passer. And I would say that goes that's that's going towards Brady Lichtenberg for, first. And I would love to see Brady Joe Grosh get some run in this offense at some point this season, albeit maybe not right now if he's still obviously third string and not ready to take the reins. But Dom, it's it's time, man. It's time. It is time at especially at the quarterback position to see if somebody else can give this unit a spark. Yeah, it's time, man. I mean, if you just gonna throw him in there, you must be just doing it for as far as just it's going for a senior year, senior season. But at the same time, you got to you got a uh, program to build, and I mean, we, tr- we tried to come out winning. Sparks flying to keep that consistency going, but it's not there. So it's I feel this is at a point right now where you build off of what's positive. That's your O line. Um, that's your box play. Um, and now you looking for in the future. Now I got to recruit more um, in the secondary. I got to recruit more to fill in the, um, the the back ends of what we losing in our in the box. Uh, o line they coming back, so it's not really a problem. Uh, receivers, you got to bring some more receivers in and get them developed, and then you got to bring in some more quarterbacks. Just far as just got to bring them in. Transfers, bring in five stars. You got to bring them in because you got to have that competitive. St- competitiveness in the QB room because if you have a starter that looks back and I got no one to compete with how's he supposed to get better so it's all about build off a competition you got to put that build that environment and once you get that environment in there now the play is just to another level you know because um at the same time my experience I was in a receiver room with Marty Gilliard Marcus Barnett um DJ Woods Armand Benz um I'm naming off guys that's that played in the NFL, guys that was five stars, guys that every day they can take your job. So in our in our in our room was shoot, at the end of the day, you're not taking my spot. So I'm gonna do the best and I'm gonna be better than you 
when I get on this field. And that's what you don't have in that quarterback room, and it's a, some uh, position play. So that's something I think they're going to have to focus on. But also at the same time, they just need to put the youngins in, see what you got, and see what we need to do for next year. No doubt, a guy that will, uh, a guy that I that you and I have pounded the table for that we've mentioned on the show in weeks past, and a player that was mentioned by Scott Satterfield as going to get some run in the very least this weekend and and sporadically over the final five, uh, final four games is Barry Jackson, fresh, re- freshman wide receiver. He's a guy that made a huge play against DKU. He's 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 an electric piece was the best wide receiver on the team and all the practices that I was fortunately able to get to in the spring. I mean, this guy is, is legit and he deserves an opportunity given the lack of execution across the board from the position groups above him. And that flips us to the defense before we get to a break here. I mean, Justin Harris, it's, it's fish on the line all week long, man, all season long to steal Dom's fantastic, fantastic uh, play on words right there. It's just, I I, I I mean, I don't really need to go through the stats for people. They saw what happened on Saturday night. He had two targets thrown his way. He gave up catches on both of them, Dom, for 96 yards, a crisp uh, 48 yards per catch. So, yeah, that's not going to get it done. It was his lowest graded game by pro football focus of his entire career, dating back five years. And, yeah, that's the biggest issue. This is a senior-level player, a veteran-level player who has gotten toasted consistently all year long. In comes Kalen Carroll for some snaps on the outside as a backup cornerback. He was disastrous as well. Just, just, just no, no real life from this defense. No real life overall from this um, past defense, I should say. And then, like as I mentioned, the the ground game was an abject disaster. Uh, they gave up over 315 yards rushing. And when you think about the fact that in this game, your four bottom grades, three bottom grades, were from Kalen Carroll, freshman Raquan Atkins and veteran Justin Harris, all in the secondary. Carroll, 49.4 overall. He gives up four catches on six targets for 86 yards and one touchdown. It's just, it's not good enough, man. It's not good enough. It doesn't seem like the answers are even there behind the guys in the secondary. Like, they need a whole redux overhaul and maybe just start throwing guys out there. Like, I just, I I don't understand how it's this bad. Like, how is the coverage this bad in a, Kerry Coombs led defense. That's just I I, I don't really get it. I I've had the loss with it, and it's kind of crazy because we're, they did what we asked them to do. They rolled somebody else out there. Doesn't seem like Kalen Carroll is the guy that should be the second string cornerback, given the fact that in his first opportunity of extended playing time this year, he gets absolutely diced up like that. It's tough, 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 tough game for the Bearcats. Forty-five to thirteen, one of their uh, their worst losses of the season, and uh, arguably the I mean. Dom, as we go to break here, one positive, I will say, because we got to get some positives. The offensive line, solid. Gavin Gerhardt, John Williams, all those guys, like, they looked good. They looked solid. I thought uh, uh, Luke Andra is playing himself into an NFL draft status, potentially, at least turning heads and getting scouts ready to come to Nippert to see him play next year. Um, mm-hmm. If he can put together two solid years in the big 12, Gavin Gerhardt, I think had one of his best games of the season. John Williams was solid. I believe four out of the seven offensive linemen that got extensive snaps in this game graded at 65 or above. But as you mentioned, they got to find, I think the interior of the offensive line is okay. It's good to go for the next year, but tackle man, just like so many other teams at every level of football, you're searching for a tackle. I don't think there is a bona fide, solid 
tackle option on this roster right now. And that's something they're going to really have to go after in the offseason. And, and it might be playing into Emory Jones being a little gun shy at this point. But you know what? You got to be faster, Emory. You got to be better. You got to be more on time. You got to be more in rhythm. And then also, I thought I thought Brian Threats played well in this game. I thought D, um, Taj Ward played well. The safety play was solid in this game, but they got cooked too much on the outside to make uh to make make a big difference out there. Getting to a quick break here on Bearcat Blitz, and then we'll look at the week ahead. You see a home dog, four and a half point home dog, to a UCF team. That is also winless in conference and coming to Nippert Stadium. They're expected to win that game. Just amazing how far this team has fallen in the eyes of Vegas. We'll get into the quarterback question even more, dive into Brady Lickenberg's performance and all that good stuff right here on Bearcat Blitz. Bearcat Blitz, back at you right here on the Believe Network. Russ Heltman, your host and all Bearcats reporter, joined by Dominic Goodman, former UC wide receiver, played back in the aughts with the team and part of their big bowl game runs during the Brian Kelly era. Not going to a bowl game likely this year for the Bearcats after a 45-13 loss to Oklahoma State. They hold a 3.1% chance of winning six games after I believe it was about 86.1% to win six games after the 2-0 start. I was telling Dom, we were talking pre-show, it just feels like years ago that that team started 2-0, had that big road victory at Pitt, and have not won since six straight losses for the Bearcats, who enter this game against UCF, Dom, a UCF team that has lost five in a row as well, coming off a 41-28 defeat at the hands of West Virginia. They've given up 30-plus in every game over the past five outings, and they are still a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bearcats at Nippert's favorite stadium and expected by ESPN's Football Power Index to win the matchup 59% of the time. Dom, I, I, it might have sounded a little hyperbolic last week when I said I could see them winning maybe one more game the odds makers are starting to go my way, and so far, people are not necessarily moving the line towards Bearcats being a favorite. It has gone from five and a half to four and a half in favor of the Bearcats, but what a fall in the eyes of the national public for this Bearcats team to be a home dog to a team that also came from the AAC last year that's on a five-game losing streak. Oh, man. There's just... Off of that game, I can't really – that's a game you just throw away. You just don't think about it no more after a game like that. I'm surprised even to watch film, you know. Um, that's a throwaway game, so you forget about it. But anyways, um, I feel like UCF is a winnable game. But at the same time, UCF, they, they've been playing good. I mean, the what I've seen of them, some games I watched, they, they still move the ball. They're still making plays, but they struggle through the same aspect of – it's the Big 12. It's a little more physical, a little bit bigger game. Um, so yeah. I think they fell, um, fell victim of that as well because as what I noticed in the in the Big 12, at every position, everybody's big. Um, in the American League, your skill players are more of the sm- smaller guy, fasty, shifty guys. Big 12, no. You got big receivers everywhere. So um, it's a situation that I think a lot of the teams like Houston and them fell victim to. So – um, it's a well-matched game. 
it's a game where I feel like UC can continue running the ball effectively. And far as quarterback, we just got to see what quarterback they put in. You know, I know if they put in the backup, it's going to be a well-managed game where um, it's going to be scripted all the way. So um, it just depends. It just depends what kind of Bearcat, what kind of quarterback comes out. Right now, yeah. it's just really on the quarterback. That's what I mean, it really honestly, I don't know that Brady Lichtenberg's a giant step down with his legs from oh. from Emory Jones to the point where you have to like overhaul the offense out of the pistol, out of that, out of that kind of wide zone scheme into a more pro style attack. Like I don't think it's it's that significant. Not that you were saying that, Dom, but like when you look at when you look at the rushing attack from from Brady Lichtenberg, he went three carries for twenty seven yards in the game against Oklahoma State, albeit they were playing prevent defense. They're in kind of back-end coverages where they're not going to be rushing the passer with four or five guys and causing you to have more bodies up front. But, I mean, I I think Brady Lichtenberg could could really find something here. It's possible. I mean, I, I haven't been the biggest fan of Lichtenberg. I personally would love to see Brady Drogosh get run here, and I would love to – I really – it's just – it pains me that I can't be at these weekly press conferences and I have to be at my other day job because I really want to ask Scott, why it matters so much in 2023 to have a red shirt for a guy. Like, why does that matter anymore? What does it matter? If the guy is really good and he's a power five first round draft pick type player, then you're going to be lucky to keep him at UC for three or four years. If he's not very good, then why do you need the red shirt anyways? So, I mean, we'll have to get an answer for that in today's environment, but I, I just think you try to get these guys, especially a guy in Brady Drogosh, as much experience as physically humanly possible over these final six, seven games, because there's only 12 games in the season for these guys. There's You're not going to know what you have playing on air, playing against each other in the spring game, playing on air, playing against each other in, in fall camp. You don't really know until those lights go on and go brightest. And we kind of got to see that a little bit from Brady Lichtenberg. Five of nine, had a 72.1 overall pro football focus grade. I think he did enough, Dom, to get an opportunity in this game against the UCF defense that – Lichtenberg, Emory Jones, it doesn't matter who's that quarterback. They should be able to run the ball down their throats in Nippert Stadium, giving up 207 rushing yards per game. The Golden Knights are. They have been getting gashed on the ground all season long. Like, this is a, another matchup that we're going to get into that's set up well for the Bearcats, and I think even more so set up well for Brady Lichtenberg to make his first career start. Yeah, I mean, um, with the drug arts thing, the only thing I think about with him is – is, is you register that kind of guy because you like, okay, learn the system, get bigger, get faster. And at the same time, when I get you for, get you for that, 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 that next year, I know you all the way ready. And I yeah. know it's going to be a situation where you're going to beat out the guys. I know you could beat out, um, but. I guess that's true. And then you, with a quarterback, it's probably a little different too, because knowing that you have that extra year can be so massive, especially if he's a, he's a NFL caliber quarterback that maybe wants to come back for that last year to up his draft rounds by two or three rounds. Maybe he's a fourth, fifth round guy wants to come back. I, I can see that. And I understand that Don for sure. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I yeah. Cause when I played, I, I, I wish I would have got registered, but it was a situation when I played, mm -hmm. we didn't, our receiving core wasn't the best, you know, um, right. not, I hope my guys don't get mad at me, but it was just one of those situations where as a freshman that transition over, I just, end up getting dropped in it fourth receiver and just went third receiver and just went on just building from there. But I wish I would have got red shirted so I can get bigger, faster, and strong. Cause I was only, so I was only a couple months from playing in the state championship game. 
um, playing my first UC game. So, but, um, but shit, I rattled on and forgot what I was going to say, but, um, but no, but um, the quarterback, I mean, it's the quarterback play is tremendous. It's big. I mean, I think, I think him coming in, whoever it is, it's going to be a situation. Now we get to see where the play calling is, you know, because this is a game that's going to be well scripted. That right. game is going to be planned out because um, you're going to utilize every single weapon they have now. Because now you can't – I think the only thing that's going to change is they're not going to send them on a lot of draws or a lot yeah. of Q powers, a lot of that. It might be sporadically if we spread it out. You got five in the box. Let's do our QB draws and our powers and stuff like that. But um, it's a game. I just feel like if they if they script it right, it's a game they can win, you know, as long yeah, as the old line sure. holding up. And once again, secondary, I, at this point, they're giving up their cornbread. You ever watched the movie Life? <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? What you reference. want your cornbread. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's happening. They taking they ain't no first on the line. It's, they got just gotta put they gotta put the like they gotta get Wilt Chamberlain's hundred little paper. They gotta put it above the tunnel locker room and the offense it just has to read 35 on it, and offense has to smack it every time because that's what you're gonna need to get to get a win with this defense and this secondary right now out of the UC team. Brady Lichtenberg will know more about his status, what they're going to do this week at the quarterback position when Scott Satterfield speaks to the media on Tuesday, and they're prepping for a matchup against the UCF Knights, 3.30 p.m. on Saturday, following a 45-13 loss at the hands of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. One thing for sure, UC fans expect to see different different names out there in the defense at, at the very least and on offense. Like when you think about defensively, 26 guys played against Oklahoma State this past weekend. They were rolling in new faces. I mean, we saw t- more the career-high snap totals from guys like Rob Jackson. Uh, Jonathan Thompson didn't mention him. He's playing really well at the linebacker position. That's a good future piece that you can be excited about. Deion Hunter got some more run this week. Brian Sims III even got in. Ken Willis got in more. Kalen Carroll, as I mentioned, Raquan Atkins. So the young guys are starting to get in there. And then offensively, we'll see if the receiver core starts getting mixed up a little bit more and uh, what they do with uh, with that quarterback position, the all-important quarterback position. Brady Lichtenberg could be in line to make his first college football start. We'll be all over that storyline. And more on Thursday. Hopefully we have a player as well. Be in contact with UC, getting that squared away. For Dominic Goodman, I'm Russ Heltman. This has been Bearcat Blitz recapping an unfortunate sixth straight loss for UC football. But we're here to cover it all. And we're here with you twice a week to check out all the UC action. This has been Bearcat Blitz on the Believe Network, presented by Bet Online. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones 
who get it done.